Comets in Motion has joined with Humble Bundle to become a Humble Partner, where our listeners can get some amazing deals on games, digital comics, ebooks, software, and other content. You'll always be giving money to charity, and you'll always be supporting Comics in Motion. New bundles arrive every few weeks, so make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Comics in Motion P, so you can stay up to date with the greatest deals. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob. For old times, huh? Harley Quinn, nice to meet ya. <laughs> Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Marvel character ever, but you should never meet your heroes because honestly, he's a bit of a dick. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I am inevitable. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Comics in Motion podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Phelps. My co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Comics in Motion TV and movie reviews for shows that are based on comic books. Myself, I'll be reviewing from the perspective of a long-time comic book reader. And I'll be reviewing from the TV and movie perspective. And what we also like to do is we also like to spoil the hell out of everything we review. So if you haven't watched our Choice of the Week, then we'd advise you to proceed with caution. And remember, with an average podcast comes no responsibility. Now, Chris, we often talk about spoiling, don't we? And we do spoil everything. I mean, we want to talk about what we've seen, don't we? But... We really don't want to spoil this one. Uh, so if you if you haven't obviously watched what we're going to review this week, then definitely hit the pause button, go watch it, and then come back and we'll talk about it. So Chris, what are we going to review this week? We are reviewing, Dave, the rest of Series 2 of The Boys. So we've previously reviewed Episode 1 to 3, which was the only episodes that were readily available. And then week by week, Amazon Prime have released one episode. So it's been a long six weeks, really, Dave, hasn't it? Because it has just been... Top notch, but we, you know, we both, as you just said, it absolutely put it perfectly. We both discussed this before we recorded that we don't want to ruin it for you guys. We really, really don't, and we're going to talk about it because it's just a show that deserves to be watched. And I would, and if you want to, you know, listen along with us and then go and watch it, that's that's your choice. But genuinely, there's so many wow moments that I just think if we talk about it, you're not going to get the same effect that we got when we watched it. Genuinely, genuinely, so. We are telling you, and we're going to put big asterisks on the, on the podcast when it gets released and that. Do not listen to us until you've watched it if you want to get the full boys experience. If you're not bothered, then by all means, pull up a chair, pull up a brew, and uh, you know we'll go through it as we normally do. But it is truly unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know the thing about spoilers, Chris? <laughs> Just as you were talking there, I was thinking, we sort of automatically warn people about spoilers and and i'm just thinking to myself why the fuck would anyone listen to a podcast about the boys if you haven't watched it that's true that's true dave i i you know we sort of do it because kind of you know i've been listening to podcasts since about 2009 ish i think and everyone sort of does it now Obviously, if we if we're talking about the boys and then I go and spoil Endgame or something like that, fair enough. You know that that's a bit out of order because I might not have seen that. But if it's a if you're reviewing, if you're talking about the subject, you know, just and you haven't watched it, I I don't know. Just I, I, it strikes me as odd. I would never actually click on a review for something that I've never actually seen. So yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, true, true. Dave's musings for the week. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Dave, it brings up a very good point, actually, because why I'm saying that as well is we, I don't think I've mentioned it on this podcast. I know me and you've talked about it, but I've got back into a show that's on in the UK, and I think it's been um, circulated around the world now, but called Gogglebox. I'm sure there's an American version oh, yeah. and an Aussie version, definitely. And in the UK, it's massive. Now, I watched that from the very first episode, loved it. The, the whole premise is it's a load of families sat on their TVs watching various different shows, which are prompted by, obviously, the producers and directors because one week they might have one clip they're watching the 9 o'clock breakfast news. The next minute, they're watching someone that was on at 11 o'clock at night or on Netflix or whatever. So they're prompted to watch a load of TV. And once they've watched it, they put it into a, a TV show with these about six or seven different families each week. And now me and Sam, Dave, this is I'm just this, there is a reason behind this story. Me and Sam watched it religiously. But in the age of being able to record stuff and things like that, and you've got that many shows to watch, Gogglebox is current. They look at shows that have happened that week pretty much. Well, what does Sam do, Dave? She records everything. And when they're talking on Gogglebox about something that we've not actually watched, or Sam's not watched more, more than likely, she fast-forwarded it, Dave, which ruined the whole comedy element of Gogglepox because we would literally get about 10 minutes of an hour show because you go, oh, no, I've got to fast-forward <laughs> it. I've not seen that. I've not seen it. And I'd be like, well, that's the fucking point. So this happened to us yesterday. We were watching it from last week because we've been uh, away on holiday and we've been catching up on some of our recorded programmes. And there's, a, there's one, Dave, on Netflix, just going slightly off. Have you seen The Murder Next, the Murder Next Door? Nope. On The Murder Next Door, Netflix. Holy shit. Anybody out there, just go and watch it. Oh, my God. It's in, like, the top 10 watchable things. It's all real. I don't want to ruin it, but you've, you've got to watch it, Dave. It's just a, a one hour 10, one hour 15 documentary as such. Oh, fucking hell. But we were watching that and that was on Gogglebox. So Sandra went, oh my God. And I'm like, no. She went, but we want to watch this. I went, no. And in the end, Dave, I I actually was a hypocrite. And then when it comes to sort of the end, as there was someone Gogglebox went, right, fast forward it. And she went, you've been saying for years. I went, yeah, but this is an exception. So I'm sort of calling myself out of being a hypocrite. But however... The pretense of us doing this, you are right, but sometimes people might stumble across it and not think about it. I, I do think you're right. 90% of people listening to this have, have hopefully already watched it, Dave. So what's it um, called? Murderer Next Door? I think it's the Murder Next Door. It's a, oh, Honestly, it's, oh my God, I'll, I'll actually, um, I'll find it. I'm just trying to find it now. but It's fucking unbelievable. It, it, probably not even that. I'll probably like, I can't see it. Wrong. Yeah. It's probably called something else, but anyway, try, try and try and remember it, and then and then tell me it. I was just I, trying I've to add it. it. I've got it. I've I was got tra- it. What was it called? What's it called? It's close. <laughs> Fucking dick out. What a great recommendation, Chris. It's called American Murder: The Family Next Door Day. So I I had most of the words in there, but not in the right order. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, here we go. Right. You better give me a Dave Horrocks review on this later on. I've added it to the list now. Yeah. Right. Oh <laughs> anyway, sorry for that tangent, everybody, but amazing. Now, I will just say, Chris, as well, uh, we have set up uh, a partnership with Humble Bundle. I don't know if you've ever used Humble Bundle. It's easy for me to say, humblebundle.com. But it's one of these sites that basically they, they do loads of promotions and stuff, and basically you just choose what you're going to pay for stuff. 
Now, obviously, you can completely take the piss and say, I'll pay a penny for like all these fucking graphic novels or whatever. But, you know, typically they'll give you like suggested prices and different tiers. I haven't used it that much. But, I mean, unfortunately, by the time this releases, they'll probably have finished this promotion. But at the moment, they've got the boys and Project Superpowers, which is another kind of dynamite title that they did. And I, so I, I was trying it out, and basically, you, there's little sliders. So if you go on and buy it, so it's all electronic, by the way. These aren't the floppies. These aren't the, the actual comics. So they're all like PDFs or, or whatever format you want to download them in. And there's little sliders. So you can actually adjust how much you're going to pay to like, there's so much that goes to charity. There's so much that goes to uh, Humble Bundle itself. There's a bit that comes to us, and you can play around with this. So you know you can go on there. Honestly, it is a fantastic deal. But you can slide us like right down to zero if you want it. But if you do actually go on and click on there, it's just another way to help us out here. It just keeps the lights on. Uh, it's humblebundle.com forward slash um, <laughs> question mark partner equals comics in motion and i'll put a link in the show notes and you know it, it's just something that we've set up uh i'll definitely be buying it so be handy just for that um yeah so it'd be interesting where that goes chris and i do have to say i've been getting more into the boys comics i uh, when we reviewed it the first time i'd only read like the first volume absolutely loved it but there's just too many comics in the world so it's just you know i haven't got round to the other volumes about halfway through volume three now and honestly chris it's fantastic it is a bit different from the series to be honest, uh, but the characters are the same. It's just the story and certain plot lines are, are switched around a little bit. No, that's good, Dave. And, and just a point of reference, because I will be actually reading the boy stuff because you know how much I love this show and the characters. I'm completely invested in it. Humble Bundle are great as well, Dave, for gaming stuff. Now, I know a lot of my friends who are PC gamers and things like that, they'll go on there and get like 20 games for like a tenner or something. You know, they just yeah. have these random flash sales and they're not shit games. A lot of them are AAA, AA games, which means that the premium games that you would buy on if you're a PC gamer on Steam. So, yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's not just comics and that. So there's, there's everything for all sorts of, like, entertainment stuff that you're into. They're really, really good. They've been going for quite a few years, to be honest. Yeah, I'd kind of heard of them, but I think I I think I think paid, Chris, something like $15 for the whole, you know, for all of the boys' stuff, all of the Project Superpowers stuff, and some of the little mini series things as well. It was just phenomenal value because if you go to like comiXology or somewhere like that you'll be paying way more than that and so yeah i chuffed to bits to be honest chris because i know all right it'll take me a while to get through the whole series there was 75 issues i think in in the boys but um but yeah definitely i want to make sure that i gorge it all and uh like i say the fact that it is a little bit different honestly there's a bit less homelander and i'm sure we'll get onto that because you know that's I think that's something the series does a bit better. You know, it gives us a, a real good villain. Um, but like I say, we get we get loads of other different characters as well. And what I will say, Chris, is the TV show is a little bit toned down. 
comparison to the comics. So, (laughs) you know, fuck it, it's this classic Garth Ennis stuff. We we haven't done any Preacher. We should do that at some point. But, uh, yeah, classic Garth Ennis stuff. And, uh, yeah, no punches pulled. Nice, Dave. Nice. Yeah, because if it is a watered-down version on TV, fuck me, I've definitely got to read them then, Dave. I know I don't read a lot of comics, but I'm going to have to because I don't know where that... I've This show, for me, is up there with some of the most gory, gratuitous stuff. Exactly. (laughs) Gratuitous stuff that I've seen, but not in a bad way because it just fits in with all the characters. Plenty of people... I can imagine slating it, but all I see online is just people. I I saw one dodgy review from somebody, and then he got, I mean, he shouldn't have done, because it's fucking what the internet's like, but loads of people went after him going, "It's what are you talking about? Did you even watch it? You know, but I've not seen, that's the only negative I've seen for the whole of the Boys 2 series, Dave. Everywhere else, people are just praising it. And that's not just retweets from the official Boys um, Amazon uh, you know, Twitter account. Yeah. It's a genuine, like, people just reviewers and everything and it's so good it's fucking unbelievable you, it really you, is. you know who this isn't for chris and i can imagine I, I, I haven't seen any reviews like this but can you imagine if someone's just flicking through their amazon account and you know they see a picture of homelander there and they're like oh he looks like he looks like christopher reeves <laughs> superman <laughs> <laughs> Come on, grandkids, let's sit around and watch the boys. Especially at the end of the the last episode, Dave. (laughs) Fucking hell. I mean, I never saw Superman giving Lois Lane one day. We were left to, we sort of like, we're left to that off camera. But yeah, this takes it to a different fucking level. And and Dave, let's be honest. If you are, I mean, we'll talk about this, but if you are into some freaky shit, I'm sure these videos on Pornhub and that, that are not far off some of the stuff that Homeland and Stormfront get up to, Dave. I was pissing myself. But anyway, I'll save that before we get into the review. <laughs> now, Chris, should we get into our trailer? Let's go. Butcher, what happened? My wife. She's alive. Vought's holding a gap of somewhere. And right now, we're in a little bit of trouble. Are you fucking with us? Listen, this is a fucking mess. We're the most wanted lads in the country. We got soup terrorists. And we got no superheroes. Hi! I'm Stormfront. Who? I'm the new girl. Wonderful. Oh, so what's your big plan? We'll take them for There we go. And I get my wife back. We're in. Of course we're in. We blow it up in the air. More super terrorists will come. For all we know, these maniacs could be waiting for their chance to kill us all. Who the fuck are you? I'm just trying to help. Really? How? We are in a war, but we can fight back with an army of supermen, millions strong. Now, don't be a pussy, laser my fucking tits. One, two, three, hit it! 
she's got a whole army of soups. We cost them. We need more soup! Shit. Alright, what do we do? We can't just kill everyone. That's exactly what we're gonna do. Cool. Totally. One, two, three, hit it! We just need to keep our shit together. A little bit longer. Okay, you guys go ahead. You guys go ahead. I'm good. All right, hands in the air, like you just don't care. <laughs> Kill. Now then, Chris, normally we'll step through the plot, but for the series, we just like to try and pick a few major points. So, I mean, what what caught your eye from this? So, again, we talked about the first three episodes, hadn't we? And then we've been watching these series on a weekly basis. So... What are the kind of things you want to pick up on? What's your first point? Well, I think it's sort of a segue of uh, interwoven Stormfront and Homelander. Homelander for me, Dave, and I said this loads, I think he's in the top two or three bad guys ever. I think Anthony Starr plays him to a fucking T. We do get a bit more of an emotional side to him because of his son. Um, He's more involved than with Stormfront, but Stormfront just completely manipulates him throughout this series, really. Um, And obviously, they end up being a couple, Dave. We said it just before the trailer, but we do get a sex scene pretty much in the fourth episode where she tells Homelander to laser her boobs, Dave, and I'm being polite there, but um, as part of the foreplay, you know, that, that that's what she wanted and she said, I can take it. So we do get what everyone's always talked about and we laughed about it ourselves, but we do get super sex, Dave. <laughs> we do. I, th- I think we had a few, didn't we? So when, when she told her, I mean, it, I think the line was, laser my fucking tits. <laughs> <laughs> I was being polite, but yeah, she does. <laughs> why, why are you going to start now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we had a bit of a sex scene there. And then in the next episode, you start off straight away. They both caught this fucking robber or something. And he's pleading for them to take him in. And then they just end up like squashing his head and then fucking on the side of the street. And it's just the most grim, <laughs> gruesome thing. And you're like, fucking hell. They, I get the impression that the showrunner and that, that and the writers and everything are just like, go on, let's push, push the envelope a bit more. Let's see what we can get away with. Because I... At that point, like say you've got this guy's mushed head into the brickwork there, and then they're, they're shagging. It's just like fucking hell. Like, I, this is not a superhero movie. You know, think back, Chris, when we were watching bloody Superman and stuff. Can you imagine fast forward like 30 years or what have you, and, and then seeing the boys? So, yeah, they're in, <laughs> their, their relationship is fucking very strange, isn't it? It's weird, and and she she manipulates him completely, and and the play for most of this series is the son. You know, Homelander's constantly going to see Becca in here at, at the Vot uh, compound. He then introduces Stormfront to her. Becca, obviously, absolutely despises him, but she has no control over it. And I think with the Stormfront stuff as well, as a character, 
brilliant. She's a great foil for Homeland. She's an absolute bitch. The first episode, we thought she was going to be nice. We'd said it in our original first three episodes review. And then from there, she just turned out to be, and I quote, a fucking Nazi bitch, Dave. You know, she's <laughs> fucking horrible. She was um, actually married to the original guy who created Vought once. She was his wife yeah. and stuff. And yeah. then we do get a thing with, with Homelander where she says, he says, well, who's this, your grandmother? She goes, no, it's my daughter. Yeah, and then she admits yeah. to him that she's like over 100 years old. It's, it's really good, some of the plot stuff with Stormfront. I really like it. Yeah, I uh, is she hundred? I mean, she 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 must be about hundred because she if she was around in nineteen forty, yeah, I yeah. guess I guess yeah, she must have been about hundred, must she? So yeah, I mean, I oh, Chris, have you ever seen? You've never seen the Misfits, have you? No. Honestly, it's on Netflix. I, I do recommend just watch the first episode. It's fucking brilliant. Um, it's just really funny. It's about all these chavs, basically. They're, they've got all got their asbos, and then they get caught in this electronic electronic storm, and then they get all these superpowers. But loads of other people have as well, and they they end up going doing this community service at an old people's home. And this one, this Irish guy, he was, he was the he was Klaus in um, Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, the yeah. guy who plays him, uh, and he. He taps up this girl who's who's there also, you know, supposedly working at this old people's home. And, you know, they get to he gets to take her back to her place and you know, she says, Well, I'm staying at my grandmother's and what have you and then they get get to, you know, a bit of sexy time and uh something happens, you know, when she starts reaching to a climax and then it sort of flashes back and forth and then you've got this old lady like writhing on top of him it's like whoa <laughs> it's like you're fucking taking the piss out of my cum face yours is a shocker <laughs> it sort of reminded me of that you know what must what must be going through homelander's mind and so yeah it, it, it was a bit of a shocker there and then i guess you've got uh uh, yeah. Initially, we thought Stonefront, who, who's a bloke in the comics, by the way, you thought she's kind of this millennial, you know, she's all kind of groovy and stuff, doesn't take well to uh, authority and everything. But yeah, she she was playing everyone. And eventually, you know, it's only through, I think A-Train does the old bait and switch, doesn't he? He kind of uh, steals all the evidence that she is an actual Nazi. And helps out the boys, essentially. Helps out Starlight and yeah. Dewey. Yeah, because she's a racist, isn't she, and stuff. She, yeah. that's one of the, she has a real problem with A-Train and anybody else. She's just bigoted, isn't she? And you, you see that with some of the uh, stuff she's saying to the kid as well, isn't she? You know, about this going to be like a genocide and all this. So you've got this whole thing going aren't you through through this through the series it's it's interesting the backdrop of it but also the backdrop as well dave you know butch is brilliant but homeland i mean i know i've just said that but do you do you rate homeland as one of the best baddies because i think he's amazing yeah and i think anthony Starr's delivery as well it's just it's it's so fantastic because i think i said it when we did the first three episodes the way he kind of has that you know apparently polite smile you know, and he smiles for the cameras and everything, and he's all charismatic. Oh, what was the what was the thing? It was in the last episode, wasn't it, where he's he's doing the school educational video type thing. He's yeah. like, if a supervillain attacks the school, oh, is it law? Is it? 
Law, yeah, it's something like lock, arm, something like that, isn't it? And it's arm just arm like, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> the teacher should have an authorized weapon and then wait for a hero. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking stupid. It's like it is like the sort of thing we grew up watching, or didn't we? Remember yeah. you ever remember Wellyphant? I don't know if you had it with you. There's a guy <laughs> no, I remember Wordy. No, well, if, I think it was. I think it was actually a Trafford thing, actually, or well, Manchester thing. But Wellyfant was a fire. He was a guy who got dressed up in an elephant suit as a Wellyfant day, yeah. and uh, he was like the mascot for the fire service. And he used to come in like twice a year, or if there was a school like fate or you know some affair thing on, and he'd be there Wellyfant having his picture, handing out badges about <laughs> fire safety and all this. <laughs> and that's what he got. Nice. It's a terrible, terrible reference there because nobody's going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. But yeah, I, I think he has this thing where he's uncomfortable. What Andy Starr does is where he, he flickers his eyes dead, like yeah. erratically done as if to say, and he's smiling through his teeth. He's saying, I'm going to fucking kill all of you. And then there's that scene where he dreams that he kills all the people because they're all going about Compound V, aren't they? All the, the public. And he comes down to try and make it better him and Stormfront. They make it worse. And then we have a, we think it's true, but we have the whole flashback of him just lasering every single person and killing him, and then it pans back, doesn't it, that it's just a, yeah. a dream. Absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. And and they'd done this kind of thing before. I, I, I went back and I started watching from the first episode in the first season again, and, and Huey does that, you know, when they're initially trying to get him to sign off some papers. You know, to say that, you know, he's not going to carry out any action against uh, the heroes and what have you. But, yeah, when he lasers the crowd again, it's so fucking brutal. And you just see that rage from him. And that's the thing that I think Anthony Starr does really well. And I just think uh, the only thing that I think will stop Homelander from being one of the ultimate all-time villains is that it's just not a PG show. So, because it is so, I mean, is it even R-rated? Is it 15? Because I, I think it should be an 18. Be an 18, yeah. Um, you know, so so there's, not everyone is, is going to know him, but, I mean, he's he's got to be up there with, like, Darth Vader, hasn't he? Surely. Oh, honestly, Dave, I, I swear to God, I think he's phenomenal. I really do. I just think the menace, and you're right, I think that's a very good point. Nobody's going to know who Homelander is, who's watched, if you've watched Endgame and you're a 12-year-old kid, you're not going to know who the hell Homelander is, are you? You're going to think yeah. of Thanos. And in yeah. that, for, for people of like our kids' ages, Dave, Thanos is our Darth Vader, isn't he, really? Yeah. You know, we, yeah, we know yeah. Darth Vader. And I know Kylo Ren, you could possibly say, but he did sort of redeem himself. But I think Thanos is the one that for kids, they'll be when they grow older, they'll be like, do you remember Thanos? What a bastard he was. You know, and obviously we ours was always Darth Vader for me. Darth Vader was just the ultimate wanker. But when you watch him now, you're like, he actually he wasn't that bad really compared to what we see now. But he was just synonymous, the master breathing. He was Luke's dad, all that. So yeah, I think honestly, I think that's a, a really, really Really, uh, good point. Don't forget General Zod, old Terence Stamp Neil. there snapping, Neil. snapping a red crystal yeah. for his his yeah. great indiscretion. So yeah. <laughs> now, one of the things that well, actually, yeah. So we always say as well, don't we? You need a good baddie, you know, to really yeah. fucking make the good guys shine. Homelander definitely fits the bill there, but 
Fucking Billy Butcher, Chris. <laughs> old, I love him. Old Dick Van Dyke, Carl Urban there. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about his accent. I know Max said, didn't he, Max Bird, our, our friend who does um, the mandatory Marvel in DC, put in our group going, what, he's fucking Dick Van Dyke? I'm like, whoa, whoa, yeah. steady now, Max. Don't you dare be slagging hot, um, uh, Butcher off. I think he's, him and Homelander for me are phenomenal. They're like two sides of a coin, Dave. I love them both. Yeah. But I... You know what was interesting when he when he met his mum and dad, you know, and the, you obviously see there's obviously this kind of uh, relationship, isn't there, between him and Huey? Like he gives him a, a hard time. I was laughing at the, you know, I think it was it the third episode where he said, uh, you know, I'll get a big family size tube of lube or something <laughs> I'll yeah, tickle yeah. your balls and you'll want me to stop, <laughs> but I won't stop. You know, so so he gives him a hard time, but. You can kind of see that Billy Butcher's lost his brother, and and his dad is a right fucking piece of work, isn't he? He's a proper yeah. shit house. But then he, when he meets up with him, and I, I was convinced, Chris, I thought he was going to throw him off the fucking ledge there. I was just <laughs> yeah, waiting did, yeah. for that. But you can see that, like, his dad's sort of saying, "I was." a real shit to you, but now look at you. And if I'd have only treated your brother the same, then he'd still be alive. You know, again, another shit thing to say. But you sort of get the impression that, you know, Billy looks at Huey as kind of this surrogate brother. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And we'd never seen that really, had we, in the first series? It was more he was an annoyance Huey, wasn't he? He wasn't tough enough. He wasn't Frenchy or anything like that. You know what I mean, Dave? He wasn't like one of the main guys, was he? So so he wasn't, um, well, they call him Mother's Milk, don't they, M.M.? Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't M.M. All tough guys. because there, And there is even that bit in the second series where he's going at Huey and then he stands in his way, don't he, uh, M.M.? And says to him, he goes, well, you're not going to get through me sort of thing. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It added layers to his character. We got to meet his auntie, didn't we? We'd, we'd already we'd met his auntie. Then we met his mum and dad. This backstory about his brother, the fact that he likes Huey, and the fact that even Becca calls out Huey and says he's good for you. He reminds me of your brother sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it adds that bit of uh, real, realism to Butcher that he needed. In the first series, you could get away with him basically calling everybody a see you next Tuesday at every turn, and I lap that up whenever he say it. I absolutely love it. And we'll get onto that at the end when he says it to the kid. But I, I do think as a character, it, it, you, you can't have to – and the only thing I'm gutted about, Dave, and I really, really want is Billy Butcher at some point to have some Compound V and kick the shit out of Homelander, but I just don't think they're ever going to have that showdown. Well, spoilers for the comics. In the comics, the boys do take Compound V. Ah, right, okay. So they And, and if you think about it, you kind of have to, because Billy Butcher's in the series. He's got a bit of plot armor, hasn't he? You know, he's yeah. kind of... Uh, you would think Homelander, with the rage that he has, at some point would have just lost it and, like, fucking wiped the floor with him. Yeah, but yeah, so so they they do kind of take it in in the comics, and at the minute, um, like I say, about halfway through volume three, Huey's infiltrating. It's not the seven. You've got all these kind of uh, lesser teams. The seven are like the superhero superhero team, and then you've got these other ones like the G Men and Teenage Kicks and things. And he's infiltrated one of those, and uh, they call him Bagpipe. He's, he's Scottish in the uh, right. in the books, but yeah, so they they do take it, and and so 
I wouldn't rule out at some point. I tell you what, Chris, I was not convinced Billy Butcher wouldn't get killed off this season. That's mad, that. Well, it's just because, and and again, we, we're not going to go through every plot point. Um, and again, we said it at the top, but, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, go and fucking watch it. It's brilliant. Um, but at the end, that showdown, I thought Homelander might just take him out. And again, it's partially because, well, well, we know Carl Urban's a fucking superstar, isn't he? He's probably not an A-lister, but he's he's right up there. So I just wondered, you know, a little bit like Elizabeth Shue, you know, you can get her for one season and then that's it. And that whole scene, the way it played out where, you know, we'd had that showdown, he, they were trying to steal the kid and what have you. I just thought Homelander might just take him out like he did with the fucking police. And he walks out like he's come out of the, like he's Carrie or something like that. Absolutely yeah. covered in blood, isn't he? But uh, I'm glad he didn't. And uh, like I say, I don't know what is going on with his accent. It's not Cockney. And, and actually that was the point I was going to make that his dad, Seem to have the same kind of weird Cockney Australian accents. So yeah, he did. Yeah, it's like, are they playing on that deliberately? You know, I I just don't know. But um, it's one of those. I'm I'm the same as you, Chris. I kind of forgive it because it's just it just makes him it it makes him that character. That the fact that he's got this weird Cockney Australian accent. No, I totally agree, Dave. I <laughs> I love the fact that it's just the typical generic Australian English accent, Dick Van Dyke speckle, special, speckle even, <laughs> special. Um, it's not a true English accent. We say it over and over because we're from the north and you get the ridiculous accents that the English people, actually, English actors put on in these movies and TV shows. It's so frustrating, but... With Butcher being the man, Dave, he can fucking speak however the fuck he wants. If he moves into an Irish accent, I don't give a fuck. I just love that character so much. I do like a Michael Fassbender thing in uh, X Men First Class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're just mutants. <laughs> Excuse me, Dave. That's German, it. if you don't yeah. mind. <laughs> it's mad the way he did that at the end, and no one noticed. But yeah, um, yeah I fucking love the line at the end. I, I tell you what, I was saying about I thought Billy Butcher might get killed off when, uh, and again, we'll say it again, but spoilers. So when his wife actually gets killed. And you see the little lad has obviously got a lot of powers. We don't quite know what went on there because it looked like it was just kind of laser vision. But, I mean, Storefront, Stormfront was just fucking decimated, wasn't she? You know, she looks proper like um, Anakin Skywalker. Uh, yeah, I said to you, Anakin. And then we yeah. also get the, the thing where Homeland is saying, well, you know, we've taken her off to a facility. So she's got the, the thing. She could come back, couldn't she? I, I she? think, yeah. I, I think yeah. she could. And, and, you know, you, you had, um, what's his face, uh, Black Noir, <laughs> you know, yep. he, he got Not taken out you. with peanuts, didn't <laughs> he? But, I mean, he he's potentially going to come back. I mean, he looked a bit like Deadpool, didn't he, when, when they whipped the mask off there? Yeah, he did, to be fair. And he chased Butcher earlier in the series with his aunt's house, didn't he? And he was on the roof and everything. So, yeah, uh, but- yeah he was quite a good character. He was, but what I was going to say is when, when the wife died, when fucking Carl Urban like, looks up at the kid and, and you know, we know he's got oh, yeah. such disdain for 
everything superheroes for the soups, as they say. I thought, is he fucking going to go for him? I, I just didn't know what was going to happen there. And uh, it was a really sweet moment because you've got fucking Homelander. He turns up. And, and you say about, you know, there's a different side to him. I still think he's got that, like, slight Ill, Ill tolerance with his son. You know, he's like, he's just a bit of a disappointment. I don't think you can uh, beat when he just chucked him off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the best scenes in the whole series, isn't it? Like, go on, fly. Oh, oh no, he's not. He's dead. Oh, no, he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's never shown anything super at all, you know, but uh, he's that confident. And if he's not a superhero, then fuck him kind of thing. But... um <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was really sweet where the kid basically allied himself with with Billy. And, uh, you know, fortunately, old Maeve turns up there, doesn't she, with the video. Because, again, you know, he's got nine lives, Billy Butcher, hasn't he? Uh, You know, it's a good job she did that or else, again, he'd have been a fucking smear on the floor, wouldn't he? But He would have done, Dave. And just, just before that, though, Dave, let's talk. For me... There was two things in this. Uh, well, the last couple of episodes, this the episode seven, we got the whole scene where everyone's head just popped off, didn't they? In the in the the, the actual um, in the courtroom, courtroom, yeah. and nobody knew what the hell we were at the end. They were about that guy was about to go against Homelander. The guy who brought him up, he'd been coerced in by Billy Butcher. He'd be blackmailed it, and everyone's head just went fucking pop, 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 pop. Yeah. And you were like, "What the fuck is this?" Because we'd had no. I did. I thought that for a shock factor. The last two episodes had two cracking shock factor bits, and that for me was just fucking unbelievable. I was sat there like, oh, "What the fuck is this?" It was amazing yeah. that bit. I must admit. Yeah, and and there was a bit of a misdirection because the, there was the kind of FBI type person who they were working with. She was the first person in in the, that was in the first episode, I think, wasn't it? Where her head yeah. popped. And we saw, I think it was Cindy when when we got to the kind of hospital with all the inmates. She absolutely popped the whole body of, of people around her, didn't she? So I thought it was her. But then the way that just the heads popped, it seemed like a very controlled and targeted thing. But right up until the end, I thought it was, I, I thought it was going to, it had to be Cindy. Um, but what what did you reckon? Oh, sorry, you you were going to say so. There was that bit, and then there was a second bit. You said, yeah. So there was that, and you're right. And we obviously it's the, literally the last scene of the whole series. We get to find out that it's the girl who's running for senator, isn't it, Dave? Yeah. She's the she's the one. Uh, she's the one who it, she has to look at them, and we don't know that, but we we think she's against the vote and everything. But she's obviously part of vote, isn't she, or something because she's a soup. So we get that. And, and then, then Huey ends up going to ask her for a bloody job from nowhere, saying he wants to do something, blah, 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 which is great. But, Dave, the best moment for me personally – this I actually, no, sorry. I'm saying these two more bits that got me. I was like, yes. And one of them was yes. And one of them like, holy shit. Let's talk about the holy shit bit, Dave, because <laughs> this is my second favorite moment in the whole series. After all this transpires and Homelander gets blackmailed by Queen Maeve, um, he decides to then get on top of a building and pull one off, Dave. 
Now, I was expecting the sperm of a fucking... To, to, and you said this to me when we were talking. I'm, <laughs> I'm nicking it off you, but you said I, was, I thought he was going to knock a building over or something with his <laughs> super sperm. I thought someone was going to end up getting killed by his... But he's, he's basically wanking on top of a building, pants down, going, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> and I'd said to you, I'd read something on Twitter thinking it was part of the comics. I said to you, coming, and it wasn't. It's a scene that's from the first... The second episode of the first series that they actually took out because they weren't sure it fit. And I'm thinking, well, everything else fits, but they put it in and everyone online's going mad dick because that is fucking outstanding. It's brilliant, isn't it? Because you you kind of, you can see what's happening. When it when it's, when the camera's close in on his face, you know what's happening. You can hear it as well, can't you? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know what's yeah. going on there. We've all been there, Dave. <laughs> 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 shows him from the back and he's on top of the fucking building beaten away you're like fucking hell how can they show this it's <laughs> brilliant and like you say i was fucking expecting you know something to get knocked over or can you imagine if someone got fucking shot <laughs> oh my like god that. literally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking death by cum shot oh my god that's what you call a money shot don't you it was it was Honestly, and I know like you've said it loads, Dave, and I've said it, you've got to watch it. And if you haven't watched it, my God, are we spoiling it for you? But gee, it just it's it's unbelievable. But but just moving on from that section, Dave, as well. That that was literally just before we found out about the, the girl who, who was taking on his heads off. But it's it for me, right? Now now let me give you a little bit of a backstory. I watched Endgame on the way over to Greece. I've just been away to Greece on the plane. It was a four hour flight. I downloaded Endgame again. That film for me is my favorite, probably I'd say comic book movie, superhero movie day. I think it's better than Superman two. As much as I love Superman two for the nostalgia and everything. Endgame is just the best. I absolutely love the emotional journey. It takes you on this. You're there with lumps in your throat. Even now there's loads of like fist pumping moments where they, you know, they, they get over Thanos and I, I love that movie so much. However, there's a scene in the end of this on the last episode of the boys episode eight. For me, this pisses all over Endgame's comparable scene. And the scene is in Endgame where we got this whole woman team up thing with, Captain Marvel, don't we? Peter Parker's got Thanos, he's, he's, uh, he's got the rings and everything, the stones, it's the Infinity Stones. And Captain Marvel comes down and goes, hey, Peter Parker, you know, and takes it off him. And she's like, he's like, how are you going to get through them? And all the girls line up, all the women and everything. And, and they're all like, you know, she's got, she's got help. And we get this big um, chasm of, of the women together and they just go at Thanos' army. And it's great. It's a great scene. I'm not shitting on it. However, Dave... I think this boys scene with the with so we've got Stormfront's fighting against Starlight and Kimiko, and obviously they're both suits, but Stormfront's a little bit more powerful, and you, and you've got Frenchie and MM trying to back her up with the guns, and Huey and who just get absolutely decimated. She's like, "Why are you even bothering shooting us?" and they start fighting her and obviously Stormfront starts getting the better of him. She snaps Kimiko's necks, and the next minute, Dave, you just hear Queen May. If you don't want to sit down, he goes, "Hey." Kraut, and they kick the <laughs> shit out of it, Dave. I mean, kick the music's on point. The fucking leverer, and I, I genuinely, Dave was like, this is what Endgame should have had something like this. Because honestly, Dave, I think that scene 
he's better than Endgame for me. He's brilliant. Absolutely. I went back and watched it three times since I've watched that scene, since I've finished yeah. it. I just love that scene. I agree. I think for, uh, you know, girls getting it done, because that, that was a, a theme in the first few episodes, wasn't it? You know, where, where it was all played up, uh, where you had basically three women on the seven. But in Endgame, I, I think it was really forced, wasn't it? Because you just, don't forget, when they filmed all of that, you know, all the Me Too movement and everything was still fairly fresh, wasn't it? And you were still getting things coming out and everything. And and then people are wising up and they're going, hang about, Marvel. You've had 20-odd movies. And all of the, you know, individual movies are all fronted by blokes. You you had Ant-Man and Wasp. That's where you kind of had a co. You, you had a, a female in, you know, sort of in the uh, as a lead character, but you know, even that was a joint thing. So you know, and then you had Captain Marvel on DC. You've got the Wonder Woman stuff as well, but it's still way over into you know, there's still a huge imbalance, isn't there? And so the fact that they put in that scene where it's just you know in this chaotic battle in Endgame. And then just all of a sudden, you get this cinematic shot of all the girls all together. You know, you've got a bloody Captain Marvel, but then you've got, is it a Corey? I can never remember a name from Black Panther, the one out of yeah, Walking yeah. Dead, you know, who's basically just a, a great warrior, but has got no superpowers or anything. But it's just all the women just all lined up together. It was forced as fuck for me, that. And and it just yeah. really jars with me, and I love the the film as well. But it just jars with me as just like, oh, let's let's put it in, you know. Again, it's the, a box tick in exercise. I, I think so. And, and, yeah. and that's not me and you being male sexist or anything like that. I totally agree because you know, my Captain Marvel's a good movie. In that, I, I just think it is. It was completely forced. Why do that? He should have done that a long time ago. There's a lot of strong female characters. I mean. Hell, Dave. Black Widow's one of the the main people in Avengers Endgame, especially at the start, you know, and, and her whole journey. So we've got the movie coming out soon. So it's just, I agree. I, the, I completely agree. The thing I'd say is, yeah, they should have done it a long time ago. The thing, I, you can never change the past, though, can you? So no. even even if someone pointed it out to them and said, "Look, all your films are blokes," you know, you've got to at least center. I I just think it was ham fisted the way they did it. You know, the way it was just that one cinematic shot, it almost smacked of like an aftershoot type of thing. And it wasn't organic. And the, and the whole reason to go on about it is this felt organic. And not only that, I thought it was a brilliant arc for Queen Maeve as well. You know, so where she's kind of come from and, you know, she'd obviously, she's had this lesbian relationship and, you know, uh, she's wanted to keep it quiet from Homelander and then she got outed, but then, you know, her partner's split up with her as well. You know, she just can't handle it. She certainly can't handle what happened on the plane. And, you know, she ends up, you know, commiserating herself. She's saying to the PR lady, isn't she, just for once in your life, can you just be a fucking human being? And then when Starlight goes to her for some help, you know, because she's like, you know, you're you're the only person because Starlight's, you know, she's been called out as a traitor at this time, so she's got no credibility. Queen Maeve turns her down. She's like, no, I don't want anything to do with it. So, you know, for that moment, for Queen Maeve to turn up, Chris, it was just fucking brilliant. And what better line 
than hay kraut. <laughs> and then tuna. <laughs> because still, in my lifetime, Chris, there are no better villains than the Nazis, are there? They're just, no. They're just, I don't think there ever will be. You know, all the things, you know, even you could say the evil empire in, in Star Wars, it's all just based off Nazis, isn't it? So... Yeah, no, I agree. It it was fucking brilliant. And in terms of, you know, just an individual scene, in terms of giving, you know, the girls a bit of bit of the spotlight, that was far better than Endgame. It was. It was just like you say, you hit the nail on the head. It was organic. It felt it was right because the the, the boys are gonna do nothing. You know, Kimiko and uh Starlight, who's obviously came sort of like a bit of a a um substitute boys member didn't she towards yeah. the end because she lost the chip and all that stuff and she had to go on the run uh yeah without a doubt and and honestly that for me dave just absolutely put the full stop on the whole series because i genuinely can't find anything wrong with this series at all i actually think it's probably stronger than the first one and there was nothing wrong with the first one the first one was outstanding so i just think it's getting better and better for me yeah i mean i i don't know i think it's just consistently really good Speaking of the first one, though, so I mentioned I've gone back. I just need more boys fix, Chris. I've fucking bought the bought the comics digitally, as I mentioned on on Humble Bundle. Um, listen to the you can get the first volume on audiobook as well, so you can get that across on Audible. Been listening to that and gone back to the first series, so absolutely immersing myself in the boys' world at the minute. Lamplighter, so. He's actually, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten in the first series, but Lamplighter is the character that obviously Starlight replaces in the first episode. You know, it's yeah. only because Lamplighter, Lamplighter, <laughs> Lamplighter has left the uh, the seven that there's this open spot, and so the fact that in the uh, uh, in the, uh, it's not a mental hospital, is it? It's kind of made out to be one, but you know, you've got all these kind of superpowered individuals, and you've got Lamplighter working as as kind of a lackey there, haven't you? Um, I, I thought it was really interesting to just tie it all back to that first episode, and uh, obviously they, they've got Iceman, haven't they? They've got Iceman from the X Men. Playing with Pyro's uh, powers. You know, he's got the whole yeah. can't make his own fire, so he has to have a little lighter there. I thought that was an interesting twist. It was, to be fair, Dave. And he's someone who is in a he's in a game that's just been out. Um, oh, it's a bit Quantum Break. Uh, Quantum Break, I think it was called, on um, the Xbox. He was the main character in it. All so, right. Uh, yeah, it's quite an interesting one. But he, again, he was Jimmy Olsen, Dave, in the Smallville. He's got a twin brother who acts. So there's, there's two of them. All there. right. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I remember him in Smallville. But yeah, great little uh, cameo, I think, to be honest, because he was quite important towards the end of the series. One, he obviously ended up meeting his doom, but you could tell he was not going to be a redeemable character. He was. He- yeah. I, I mean, uh, but again, it, it sort of tied back. You know, you got the whole thing with Frenchie, you know, because, again, I'd kind of forgotten, but Frenchie and Mother's Milk just wouldn't kind of speak to each other, you know, and it's all to do with Frenchie just uh, abandoning his post, you know, so it meant that Mallory's kids got killed. You know, again, Lamplighter wasn't supposed... She, uh, The kids weren't supposed to be there. She, He was supposed to kill Mallory. And so it all kind of neatly tied it all back. And I just thought that was that was quite clever. Again, just um, 
I, I like it when it feels like just a continuation of a story. You don't know everything, but obviously. Yes. So when I'm going back, I'm looking at the first season again now. I'm just picking up on so much more of what's gone on. And it's it's Sean Ashmore, isn't it? I was I was trying to think what yeah. bloody hell is his name. So it's Sean Ashmore is Bobby Drake in uh, in the original X Men. No, it's good, Dave. It's really good. So, Dave, should we go into our review? Let's go. I think this is going to be the most continuity-wise, the most boring scores we're going to give Dave because we have not hit ourselves well at all. There's not going to be a Chris Hill turn on this. Uh, I'll go first, Dave. I absolutely love the boys. I think even now it's overtook Daredevil. I love Daredevil. I, I, I hold it up there as one of my favourite comic book TV shows ever. I absolutely love everything about it. But this for me. It's just, this is like if you sat there pissed up or you were stoned and you went, can you imagine? Like like we've said ourselves, we've talked about this and off the podcast as well. Can you imagine if Superman had sex with Lois Lane? He'd kill her, wouldn't he? You know, and, and all that sort of thing. And, and this, You, this you stupid... mean like Brody's conversation in Mallrats? Um, I don't want to talk about Mallrats, Dave, <laughs> at all. But we have had this discussion. Anyway, let's not talk about that pile of shit, Dave, because... But that's I, what I'm he's still... talking about. He's saying she, she wouldn't yeah. be able to hold his super sperm. I don't want to talk about that movie, Dave, <laughs> at all. You've you put me on a downer now. That is a disgrace of a movie. Anyway, if you want to listen to me just absolutely rant about that, get over to the VHS Strikes Back, because I forgot about that, Dave. I had a lovely week away. And now, yeah, I realise why I went away hating you, Dave. But anyway... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Only a little. But anyway, um, yeah, this is the best thing ever. I think it, it, it does loads of things that's it subconsciously, as a superhero fan, you would think about. Like you just said, you're right, Dave, mole rats, Joel joking aside, exactly what he says. It wouldn't work. In Smallville, he did it with Lois, where she ended up with superpowers and her and Clark could have sex at one point towards the end of like the, the run on Smallville. Um Let's not go down that route, Dave. Because I love Smallville, but there was a few leaps towards the end of that the writing. But but again, it's just everything that you think about a superhero in real life. Not this like Superman slick back hair. You know, I I don't do this, I don't do that. They do all of it, and it's brilliant. And the violence, Homelander, Butcher, two of my favorite characters, love them. But I also think like Frenchie, MM were brilliant. This series, Mallory was quite good, and she was like. Uh, the mentor wants you. She was their boss originally. Yeah. And Huey, Huey was great with Starlight. The whole love thing and everything was there in the background. So I just think, and I, I didn't, I wasn't a massive fan of Starlight in the first series as such, because, but in this one, I really took to her. I thought Annie was great in it. And I thought she was a really good character. And at the end, she redeemed herself by going for it with Stormfront. And again, Stormfront Dave, another good baddie. They really know how to knock this out of the park. So, all day long, Dave, it's going to Asgard and it's going right at the top of Asgard with Captain America and the Hammer and Thor, Dave, because I think it is one of the best things we reviewed up there with Endgame. I love it. <laughs> Very good. I'm not sure I can top that, but um, I, again, <laughs> it's probably, probably going to be it's probably going to be quite dull. So yeah, this is possibly the best series that, that I've seen. Um, I, I, we've seen some good ones, haven't we? I think Doom Patrol was great. Really liked Umbrella Academy as well, although second season, not quite as much. 
Daredevil, the first and the third series that you mentioned, I, I need to go back and watch them again at some point. But this one, I think for having such a different take, and I tell you, because it's quite different from the comics as well, you get to enjoy this world or, or a slightly different version of this world with a different story. So if you go to the comics or you, you're watching the TV series, in the TV series, I, I just don't really know what's going to happen. Poor example, Chris. Love Sausage is the character that we saw a little bit in the hospital, right? <laughs> Can you guess which one he is? <laughs> well, he's not fucking. He's not um, taking off mine, Dave. Anyway, but yeah, go on. <laughs> so of course, you know, uh, mother's milk. He, he gets sort of uh, not strangled, but it, it sort of wraps around his neck, <laughs> and he's like, "What the hell was that?" You know, and um, but in the comics, he, he's like a good guy. And he sort of helps him out and stuff as well. And, you know, he has this very uh, tight and revealing red Russian <laughs> outfit on. And, uh, yeah, so so lots of stuff to explore in the comics as well. So I like the fact that these, these little nods to the comics, you know, there's these certain characters, but they take these liberties and, and just, you know, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean that, you know, they, they're telling a slightly different story. Like I say in the comics as well, they, they're all taking compound V so they can go toe to toe with the soups here. You know, they're just going off their, their kind of wits and their guile and, and now absolutely love it, Chris, the way it looks, you mentioned about the music when the, when the girls kind of team up there, I don't necessarily, I can't even think what the music was in that scene now. If I'm to really nitpick, I don't know if there, there was any particular iconic music. But then, having said that, when I watched Avengers Assemble for the first time, I don't particularly remember the music out of that from from then. You know, watching it in 2012. Now, yeah. if I hear the Avengers music, fucking hairs on my arms are standing up and everything as well. So I think some of these kind of scores, they, they're a little bit they grow on you, you know, and then you, you kind of subconsciously associate them with the movie so that, you know, you, you, it evokes that emotion in you possibly, you know, yeah, because yeah. I, I can't remember when was the first time I watched back to the future or first time I watched star Wars, you know, I can't remember if, if the, the, fir- the very first time I watched it. So did I think then, Oh, the music's really great. Probably not. Probably wasn't even thinking about it. So, yeah, the music, not so sure about that, but it might just grow on me. But everything else, yeah, the the characters. I think I said this for the first season, which is getting, sorry, guys, this is why it's possibly a bit boring, but the fact that they make us care about all these characters, either in a positive way or a negative way. Stormfront, you know, in the first few episodes, he was like, oh, yes, brilliant millennial. She just doesn't take any shit, takes piss out of everyone. No, she's a 100-year-old Nazi, for fuck's sake. (laughs) 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 Fucking, you know, in in the first few episodes where you get bloody little cameo from Elizabeth Shue from the old Shape Changer, who I'd forgotten was also in the first series. And, you know, it's just showing just what a complete head fuck Homelander is and what an ultimate fucking dangerous fucking psychopath it is. So, yeah, Chris, just everything about it is just fantastic. I'll be watching it again, like I say. I'm making my way through the first season again now. I'll, I'll 
carry on going to the end of the second season. Enjoy all the comics as well and, and just, yeah, absolutely love it. So straight to Asgard and uh, not only the stuff that you mentioned, Chris, but I'm also going to say it's fucking Galactus in, in Asgard. And I don't mean a fluffy cloud. Like it was in uh, Fantastic Four Silver Surfer, the motherfucking big Galactus, and he's going to be right there. Good work, Dave. <laughs> You've just topped me there. <laughs> I was I was waffling just to think, how can I get bigger than like fucking Thor's hammer and Captain America's shield, and you know. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, I, I, had to, I had to go big, but you, you've done me there. So um, if you want to contact us, guys, at Comics in Motion P on Twitter or Instagram, if you want to email us, the Comics in Motion podcast at gmail.com. And if you get on there on our channel, we've got plenty of great shows. We've got like some cracking ones. If you're into Star Wars or you're into the proper blockbuster, Marvel, DC stuff, there's all sorts of stuff that will tickle your fancy, not just what me and Dave do. So... Yeah, cracker there, Dave. And I'm so glad we've covered this, mate, because I've been itching to talk talk to you about it. I've absolutely loved it. So absolutely brilliant. Awesome, mate. So if someone wants to get in contact with us, how would they get in contact with us? Uh, I've just done all that, Dave. And you obviously Sorry, I was, I was Dave, just reading um... my emails. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it, me. Because, <laughs> you know, when we did the V, I'm going to forget to tell you this, but you know, we did the VHS the other day you do all the plugs for everything the patreon I know, the you've twitter. done that twice haven't you <laughs> <Did it again? laughs> like, i do all the patreon no. stuff and you're like yeah so if you want to get support us with <laughs> patreon and <laughs> so i wasn't listening to you then and you were listening to me so we'll call that one all. <laughs> hey what was what was billy butcher's last bit of advice that he gave to the lad don't be a fucking <laughs> <laughs> I've not been practicing that, Dave. I <laughs> the kid had a quite a low, gruff voice there, didn't he? <laughs> did well, there, did he? Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, he did. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the kid's got his Billy Butcher accent right down there, and he. <laughs> right. Well, Chris. In that case, I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. Go fuck yourself. What in the ass? Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of Jarrell! Kneel before Zod! Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I am Iron Man. I'm Batman. I Whoa! Hey! This week, Comics in Motion has an excellent offer exclusively for our listeners. TKO Comics is revolutionizing the comic industry. They have creator-owned series from heavy hitters like Garth Ennis, Jeff Lemire, Joshua Desart, Roxanne Gay, and many more. If you go to tkopresents.com slash discount slash motion20 and use the code motion20 at checkout, you'll receive a 20% discount exclusively for Comics in Motion listeners. That's tkopresent.com slash discount slash motion20 and use the promo code motion20. Happy reading.